Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and it's going to be a personal episode today. I kind of haven't done one of those in a while. Um, I actually asked on Twitter what I should do today's episode on and I apologize terribly because I am very good at mispronouncing names, but um, Lonnie Vanador, hope I get your name right, and I had a brief discussion and decided on this because, yeah, that's what we did. And it's not going to be one of those episodes. And I know you know what I'm talking about because I podcasted through the deepest, darkest, dankest parts of my depressive thing that I had a couple years ago. It's not going to be one of those. If you saw the episode title, it was... Don't forget to breathe. And this is the greatest bit of wisdom I have ever received in my life. And I know you're probably thinking, well, that's stupid because we have to breathe. But no, we do things with our breath that can really throw us off. Now, you know, I've been really, really excited because Crucify My Love is finally out. Yay! And then things went wrong with the print book, and that was like pure nightmare fuel for a writer. And then things went wrong for the rollout of the podcast audiobook version, which is actually up in a lot of places now. If you're interested, Mask of the Gods, look in your favorite podcasting app, it might be there now. But yeah, that was stressful and... A lot of things that shouldn't have happened, but technology's weird. And, yeah. So, y- y'all know I've got some issues when it comes to being, like, obsessive and depressive and wonderfully dysphoric. <laughs> but, I, 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 I let myself work, like, a bunch of 12-hour days in a row because I wanted to get artwork done and I'm still editing audio for the book and I can't get the cover of the audiobook to upload so that it can appear in Audible and I don't know why, but that's an issue for another day. So I'm still doing a still working on that audiobook and I'm doing promotion and trying to get out there and talk to people and that's fun. And I'm trying to set up some interviews so I can talk, you know, all the things that an introvert like me really doesn't like to do. That's book launch. Yeah. I'm one of those people that just kind of wishes I could be like, and it's out the door. There it goes. Oh, look, people are finding it. That's not how the real world works. So living outside my comfort zones for 12 hours a day for quite a few days this week led to a depressive fit last night and 
has left me in a very dark and dismal place today. But the moral of the story is, don't forget to breathe. Now, remember how I said that was the best advice that I ever got? It's so important that it's actually my screensaver on my Mac. Because when I forget to breathe, it takes enough time that the screensaver actually kicks in and it pops up, don't forget to breathe. And I go, oh yeah, you should breathe. And on we go. So what do I mean by that? We get excitable and we get depressed. And when we do both of those things, we, you can tell in your breathing. It becomes ragged. It becomes jagged. It becomes shallow. And when you see those things, you can actually take a moment and step back and just breathe it sounds like the silliest advice you could ever get. But taking a moment for controlled breath, and I'm not going to do an exercise with you because there are a lot of really good ones. And this isn't one of those where there's like a magic bullet that works. There are several different techniques that I like that over the years I found have worked for me. But, you know, you, you just, whether it's just counting my breaths that helps a lot or there's one that i really like especially when i get into like a place that i can't break out of where you breathe in for four seconds you hold for four seconds and then you exhale for six and you repeat that a couple times that really helps me to break out and kind of recenter and be able to go where i need to go because, and I think this is true for a lot of people, not just creatives and writers, but we're not good at taking care of ourselves, especially when we're following our dream, when we're following our vision. And it's so blinding what we want to see happen and what, where we want that to go. Yeah, we have to watch ourselves. Because if we're not taking care of ourselves... No, no one else can do that for us. No one else can take the time to make us feel better. And I'm not saying like, don't go to your friends because they can't help. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you, if you're not trying to make yourself feel better and trust me, I, I suffer from depression. I'm not trying to say like it's all in your head. I'm not one of those people. But I know if I don't do my exercises, if I don't walk, if I don't change location periodically, because, you know, I work on a laptop. And so it's very easy for me to just like park in a spot and just lock in and the world becomes one static image forever. That's not good. We need to get up. We need to move around. We need to do the basic things to take care of ourselves. We need to, if you, you do that, you should shave, you know, doing fun things with your hair, whatever it is, however you take care of yourself. Those are the things that you need to do. And it's easy to forget that, especially in times of stress, because we have adopted this work ethic that says, if I'm not suffering, 
I'm not working hard enough. And that's crap. <laughs> it is. It's, it's sheer and utter crap. Staying up and not getting the sleep you need to burn the midnight oil is not a sign that you're working hard and that you're doing what you need to do. It's a sign that you're staying up and not getting the rest you need so you can feel more burnt out the next day. And trust me, I am the master, the mistress, if you will, of burnout. I've been there. I ran that blog network and it was so much fun until I just broke down because I was working at that point about 16 hour days. And I did that for, I think, a year and a half. <laughs> I didn't really take weekends either. So, yeah, no, the, the, that's not a sign that you're working hard. That's not a sign that you're reaching for your goal. Now, I understand, like, if you have a full-time job and kids and whatnot, and you're looking for time for your art, your writing, whatever, that you got to find places to fit that in wherever you can. And, and I understand that. One of my close friends is a writer who's got a full-time job and kids and a, a husband. And, yeah, she, she has to find work time to write and do stuff whenever she can but you we have to be very mindful of what our schedules are doing to ourselves we have to find that right place for us and for everybody who likes to use that for that horrible phrase work-life balance that's crap too because in this is just my opinion on this, but you shouldn't be trying to balance like they're on a scale, your work and your life, because that means you're either trying to come to some sort of equivalency or to say, well, this is more important than that thing. And well, that can be psychologically destructive as well, because I'm a writer. I'm a creative person. That's like what I do. That's who I am. I love to tell stories one of my favorite things to do is to like recount old legend and myth with my voice to people because it's fun and something that I enjoy. Like I am a storyteller. So in my work life balance, when is it work? When is it life? I, I don't like that analogy. I don't believe that it works to describe the actual thing that we're wanting to do. Because when we say things like work-life balance, what we're talking about is we want to find a place for all of the things that we want to do in the allotted time we have to do them. And that's where life becomes tricksy and difficult and hard because you might not, I can't tell you how many times where I've been looking at a day, like we're on vacation, we have 16 hours of wakefulness or thereabouts. And I've got about 20 hours of things that I want to do that day. And that doesn't include little things like, oh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, 
you know, stuff like that. You know, bathroom breaks. Because they happen, whether you want them to or not, they happen. And so you have to not find balance. Balance is the wrong word. Balance is continuing and perpetuating the lie that you can have it all. And no one can have it all. We all have to make strategic choices about what we want and what it's worth to us. What we're willing to give up. What sacrifices we're going to make. And we need to be careful that those sacrifices aren't our physical or mental well-being. Because that's a toll that beyond a certain point, just can't be repaired. I mean, you can't claw back everything. You know, you're not investing that to get a return with interest. That's not how that works. And I think the capitalist structures that we work under give us the false impression sometimes that if... I put in X amount of labor, then that will return me X amount of whatever it is you're after. Be that clout, be that visibility, be that money, book sales, what have you. But despite what the culture tells you, not everything operates through that sort of method of exchange. So you have to find, and when I say you, realize I'm, I'm kind of talking to myself more than you, because I only know some of the people that are listening, and I know some of you fairly well, but I, you know what I'm saying. What we need to do is moderate ourselves and be honest with ourselves. Like, I knew yesterday I had been working too hard, I had been working too much, and I needed to take some time off. I needed to take a break and not keep pushing. But I kept working because I had a to-do list, and I needed to make sure that I did everything that was on the to-do list. So instead of looking at that to-do list and saying, well, what could I do tomorrow? What could I push off? What does not absolutely have to be done today that I could take the time tomorrow to do so I can have some time today to just relax, unwind, and get focused for tomorrow? I pushed on, and I pushed on, and I broke myself. (laughs) And I have to say, breaking yourself... Maybe one of the best, best euphemisms that I have in my vocabulary for that thing, what I do to myself periodically. It, it, it's funny when you think about it, because it, it's not, I didn't break myself. I'm not a G.I. Joe with a rubber band in his waist that if you spin it too many times, the rubber band will snap. That's not who I am. That's not what I am. But the analogy pervades almost everything that I do. 
So no, 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 that's, that's not the right way to put it. I didn't break myself. I was pre-broken. I've been broken for a very long time. And I just haven't taken the time to deal with those things that, those little things, like, that's why I brought up shaving. I have several severe gender dysphoria, yeah, can't even talk today, gender dysphoria triggers. One is my voice, which is why, you know, editing an audiobook of me talking for hours and hours and hours yay that's fun and the other is i i don't like my facial hair so being the bright wise enlightened person that i am knowing that i'm going to be sitting listening to the sound of my own voice for hours and hours and hours neglected to shave because i'm not leaving the house i'm just getting my work done and nobody's going to see me and that's time i could spend you know, in the dysphoric experience of listening to the sound of my voice for hours and hours and hours as I'm editing an audiobook. Yeah, this isn't me breaking myself. This is me being an idiot. It, it is. This is just me being stupid. I know that I'm going to be sitting there just poking at a button, just, you know, scratching, scratching that scab, just scratching it. So, you know, why, why not put a couple other ones in there that I could be doing that too? And I use my example because in some ways I feel that it's just too extreme for anything. But because I hope it highlights maybe those activities in your own life that you neglect. And they might be something simple like making yourself tea. I love having a pot of tea maybe even a couple pots of tea every day. I, I like tea. It makes me happy. So I let myself get really, really, really busy and then don't take the time to make a pot of tea because I'm busy. Well, it's not like the tea's going to magically make me better, but it, it, it it's a little bright spot. It's a little respite from everything. Do you have one of those? You should find out what they are, because those are the important things. When we're saying that stupid phrase, work-life balance, the thing that we're actually looking for is those little bright spots, those little moments of joy that we can bring into our own lives to have peace, to have th that recharge. And I know what mine are. And hopefully you know what your, yours are, but in, just in case you don't, other than tea, mine's listening to music. And the genre actually changes depending on what I'm doing and the mood that I'm in lately, and I blame this exclusively on having watched The Dirt. It's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, you have to watch that movie. You, you have to watch it. It's, it's really good. But I, I've been listening to a lot of hair metal lately. Because, you know, I'm a kid of the 80s, and that's nostalgic for me. But it does really... Singing along to Poison while editing an audiobook is re refreshing. It, it keeps my spirits up. It keeps me filled and happy. So, of course, I turn off the 
radio. I turn off the music. I stop the playlist. And I start listening to talk radio in the news because I want to know what's going on in the world. You know, the wonderful garbage fire that we live in. Because that's going to calm me down while I'm doing this dysphoric labor that needs to be done. See, that me being an idiot. Right there, right there. See it? It's me being an idiot. what did I do today? Did I put on music and try to get some stuff done? No, I put on the talk radio again because I love me some Randy Rhodes. Yeah. So, my basic recommendation for you is learn from my life. My life has been one protracted cautionary tale. Which is why people love it when it's story time at the conventions. Because... I am a walking PSA of things to never do in your life. Because probably at some point I did it, tried it, or, yeah, was way too involved with it. And at an evening at a con, when there may be a little bit of whiskey going around, I tend to tell those stories to the great delight of others and the horror of some. Um, But learn from my life here. Find those things that refill you, that recharge you, that give you strength. Whatever they are, just find them and figure out how they can be incorporated into your life. Now, this is very important because, again, uppers don't count. Uppers don't count. Like I said, I enjoy tea but most of the teas I'm talking about are rooibos teas that don't have caffeine in them because I, I drink a whole bunch of caffeine for a really long time until I gave myself heart palpitations. Don't do that. My life is a cautionary tale. Uppers don't count. Drugs don't count. Booze doesn't count. None of those things count. You might think they do. Because, yeah, I like a good glass of wine to calm down just like everybody else. Or a good hard cider. Yeah. It's wonderful. That doesn't count. That's not recharging. That's having some booze. And you need to keep those separate in your head. So you don't walk down a very dark path. But I'm talking about maybe it's music. Maybe it's video games. Maybe it's hanging out with your friends. Maybe it's playing cards. Not enough people play cards anymore. Just telephones ruin the world. Um, maybe it's playing role-playing games or what ha- what have you. Knitting. I know people that love to knit, and that's where they find their center. I've got a friend, a, f- a remarkably young friend, it's the youngest person I've ever heard say that they're into this, who quilts. Yeah. I, I didn't know that younger people did that. I thought that was something that people started at about my my age and older. But yeah. Find out what those are. Find ways to put them into your life. Because there are things... Those are the things that matter. Getting that recharge. Because simply not doing the task, that's not resting. You may think it's resting. But it's not resting. Especially because I know for me, and I think I can speak for a lot of people here... If I'm not doing the task and I'm not distracted doing something else that is rejuvenating or recuperative, 
I'm thinking about the thing that I want to be doing that I'm not doing and continuing that cycle of stress and anxiety. So simply not doing the thing is not resting. It's not recuperating. It's not rejuvenation. If you're still thinking about it and mulling it over and over and over and over on your in your head, if you're like a beaver with a tree or a dog with a bone, then you haven't let it go. And that's what don't forget to breathe means. If you're so distracted that you can't get whatever it is off your mind and put on the shelf, even for a little while, so that you can rest up, you're just continuing to wear yourself down. And trust me, I understand. Sometimes that can be difficult. I've had health issues in my own life. I've friends, family. I understand there are a lot of things with businesses and everything that can be very stressful. And I may or may not be living with several of those things right now. But you have to find a way to put those things down just for a little bit and not feel that stress, not feel that anxiety. Because that anxiety and that stress is going to just continue to cause harm and break you down. And it, 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 it pains me when I see other people going through this, especially because I know how often I do it to myself. And over the last couple days on Twitter, I have noticed a lot of other people kind of going through what I am. Maybe it's not with a book launch. Maybe they're querying their book or they're writing their first draft or they're in edits or revision and they're allowing themselves to get worn out and burnt out and just torn down by the process. Their anxiety and stress is just eating them up. And so when it was suggested that I do an entire episode on this topic, I just felt like, yeah, it's time because we're, we're hurting ourselves. We as a writing community are hurting ourselves more than the apathy of the public could ever do more than Amazon and all of its might, might and wisdom, our great benevolent Lord who gives us our money. Please, I said nothing bad about you. Uh, but we have to be careful. We have to take care of ourselves. And I hope you found this helpful. I really do. If you did, and the app that you're listening to me on allows you to rate either this episode or the podcast in general, please do so. That helps out a lot. That tells the algorithms to share me with more people. And, you know, I want this to be a community thing. So, more people, the bigger the community. Yeah. If you get a dollar, you can throw my way. Down in the show notes, you'll see a link to the community support page. You can join the project at the $1, $5, $10 levels. That helps out a lot. It actually helps me to do just about everything that I do. So, thank you to everybody who's doing that. Because I'm running ads right now for the new book, and... I wouldn't be able to do that without your help. I wouldn't have been able to buy vellum. I wouldn't have 
been able to do any of the stuff I've done over the last couple years, and I thank you all so much. You mean the world to me. If you don't have any money, or you don't feel like giving right now, that's fine. I'm okay with that. That's great. Trust me. I know what it feels like to be broke. I really, really do. Um, but if you know somebody you think would like this podcast, please share it with them. That does help out a lot, too, because it helps to build the community. Don't forget, if you want to check out my new audio series, Mask of the Gods, it should be available in more podcasting apps and directories today um just go to maskofthegods.com or anchor.fm slash mask of the gods and you'll find links to everywhere that it currently is same with this podcast if you want to listen to it on a different app or if you're listening to me on the web you can click and it'll show you all the places that it is um that'd be great um i, I really have put my heart and soul into this book and podcast, and I hope you all like it as much as I do. If you want to con connect with me, Twitter is seriously a great place because I spend way too much time there. It's like my procrastination go-to pl place. I'm C.E. Dorset on Twitter. Or, if you would like to be more personal, you can go to anchor.fm, download the Anchor app, follow Project Shadow, and then you'll see a button that says voice message. Keep it clean so I can use it on the show, but you can send me a question, a comment, or a topic you'd like to hear discussed on the show. I've actually gotten a couple of those. There's some web, com web comics I've been trying to fit in because that were sub suggested to read, to do a review of, I'm working on that. And I got a request to do a review of, um, what is it called? Love, Sex, Robots, and Death. Love sex, love, sex, Death, and Robots. That animated thing that they put up on Netflix recently. And I got that planned for this weekend to watch. So I'm hoping by Tuesday I'll do that. I want to thank Hipster Spock for asking my thoughts about that. Anywho, until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.